PewDiePie or whatever, with, but with yeah. you playing like Grim yes, Fandango, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so frustrated and Googling it on my fucking phone. fucking hate this game. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hate Podcast. Obviously, we're feeling the hate today. Well, Melissa's feeling the hate today. Uh, this is episode eight. Holy crap. That's pretty awesome. Uh, this week on the list, uh, it is the 1985 HP Lovecraft retelling called Ready Animator. Um, and just to start things off, we'll do a very quick uh, synopsis of Reanimator. So, a dedicated student at a medical college and his girlfriend become, in, become involved in bizarre experiments centering, centering around the reanimation of dead tissue when an odd new student arrives on campus. Um, so yeah, this is this is based on an H.P. Lovecraft story that might be called Reanimator, but I actually don't know. I haven't read. Do you know when it was any? written? Uh, probably a very long time ago. H.P. Lovecraft was was an older writer, I think. Right. Well, I don't know. There's still like new books and stuff coming out of chapters. Aren't they just like new collections? Issues, like maybe. Yeah, because I don't think he's alive. Um, Quick Google here. Yeah, just checking the internet ticker. Um, so the Reanimator by H.P. Lovecraft. Um, it's a short story by American fiction writer H.P. Lovecraft. Da 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 da. From publication date was July uh, nineteen twenty-two. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. Does it? Yes. Okay, so why does that make more sense? Because this movie <laughs> should not have been made in 85. No? For the storyline that it carries. It's pretty bizarre. It's like, the movie anyway, is it, it has like elements of Frankenstein and elements of Pet Cemetery. Those are the two. I haven't that, seen that one. So Pet Cemetery is a movie where, uh, based on a Stephen King book, and in the movie they find a pet cemetery, or if they find a cemetery, when you bury something in the cemetery, it comes back to life. Oh. And it's evil. Ew. So it, reminded, it reminds me a lot of that as well. Because these when he brings them back, they're like super aggressive and super angry and crazy. Yeah. Um, which he, they write off as being... They've been dead too long, so we have to try fresher dead bodies. <laughs> so, the movie is definitely, uh, it, it's a very 80s, gross movie, and I know you and had some thoughts about it. So let's... It's, it's 80s in the the way that it's shown, mm-hmm. but the story itself is very 20s. Yeah, okay, so... It's Expand very on that a little bit. nonsensical yeah. and disjointed. Yes. And anything goes because science. Yeah, it's apparently. they're all scientists, but there aren't really like like uh, the, for the best place to start, I guess, is with um, the Doctor Hall. Doctor Hall character who spends most of the movie as a severed head. I would say half. Half the movie is a severed head. Yeah. yeah. Um, which. He's good in the movie. He's so effectively gross. I hate him. Yeah. So, yes, he's yeah. good. Yeah, you hate him because that's his, his character is, is disgusting. Yeah. When they have her naked on the table and Ugh. his, like... Gross. Yeah, it's really gross. Um, the characters are actually all pretty effective. It's like, for, I need a shower gross. Yeah. it's It really plays up the exploitation. There's a lot of... A lot of nudity, but it's all very uncomfortable nudity. And gratuitous. 
Yes. Unnecessary. And if I'm seeing that much boob, I want to see some penis. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of nude male butt, but it's all dead bodies. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's not fair. Yeah. That is definitely a staple of, like, horror movies. I can get on board with the gratuitous boobs. Yeah. If there's some gratuitous penis. But, of course, that never happens. Yeah. That's, like, a staple of horror movies. And movies in general, it seems like. You can have all the boobs you want. She's actually, like, full, fully nude. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. And, yeah, there's some naked man butt, but, I mean... She doesn't even have pants for, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's start near the beginning when we're introduced to our, our main, our hero, Jeffrey Coombs, played by Jeffrey Combs, Herbert West, who is just weird from the beginning. He's like that weird kid in class that is just always there. You, yeah. You can't, you can't have a class without that weird kid. Yeah. But he's also a science genius, I guess, because he does make it work. Like, he, he does reanimate. Yes. The dead. So Just I, not to the effect that he was hoping. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Is he effectively makes zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were saying you were not. You're not a fan of the gratuitous nudity and the just general gross. So gross. Yeah, uh, and I think that, and especially in in like eighties horror like this, that's another common thing. He does. It's it either spoils it for me. Yeah, it it's either really angry. super gratuitous and like makes you uncomfortable or they don't really have it like the thing is a great example of an 80s movie that doesn't have gratuitous nudity Mm. it's a movie about a bunch of men in the arctic being hunted by an alien basically yeah so there's no gratuitous boobs and there's no penis because that's just unacceptable because why would there be right exactly it's only a bunch of men running around yeah who could possibly want to see that but i I agree with you like it does cheapen it i want to see it no it's that there should be... It's just that if they're going to have one, you should have the other. Yeah, a little equal representation would be nice. And I'm sure, like, you know, at the, they're writing it for what they assume is a predominantly male audience, and especially it, horror in the 80s. Horror now, like, is not taken seriously. So you still get, like, movies like The Unborn, where the poster is uh, the girl standing in front of her mirror in no pants. Hmm. And that's the poster for the movie. Yeah. Like, it's... it it, it, it continues and it's really weird like horror women in horror don't often get they, they'll, they'll get maybe give them positions of power and they'll give the make them like powerful strong women but there's still this weird exploitation of sexuality throughout especially early in horror hmm. and it is a bit disappointing i, I agree with you it kind of cheapens it we're starting to now see some strong female characters which is kind of cool like and it follows i think the lead is pretty solid hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. And it does, it does feel gross. That whole, let's talk about the scene. Cause it's the grossest scene in the movie. We might as well just get it out of the way. Gross. So they, the creepy doctor yeah. is the friend of the Dean, the Dean, who is the who father is... of the love interest in the movie. Yeah. She's like 20. Yeah. Ish. And he is obsessed with her to the point where he has a file with, the newspaper clipping in the folder made me laugh just because it's something that wouldn't be in the newspaper. It was, um, what's her name, Megan? Well, like a local town, maybe. Maybe, but it was like know. Megan Housley like voted town. sophomore su- sweetheart, I yeah. think was the headline. And it was like a f- big, it wasn't like a little picture of her, like, like it looked like it should have been in the high school paper, but it yeah. was like a proper newspaper. Yeah. And then he like, yeah, then he finds a bit of her hair and it's really there was uncomfortable. like some fabric, like flannel, like where the fuck did that come he from? He said napkins. He said there were napkins in it there. It looked like clothing. <laughs> Maybe she had cloth napkins. Like pajamas? Oh, That's what I thought. Wouldn't surprise me. Well, he was having dinner at their house. They wouldn't, 
put it past him to root through her stuff. Yeah. Gross. Or like in the attic through her like childhood things Ew. or something. Because she's like an adult and doesn't live at home, I don't think. Does she? No, or did she, she live, live in the home? home? Yeah. So. Anyway. So. They capture her. Yes. She said, uh, yeah, uh, Hall sends her now deceased and lobotomized father to capture her yeah. and bring her back so that he can molest her. Yeah. On a steel table in the morgue. It's He's strapped down. Yeah. It's really gross. I mean, if, you know, the intention, I guess, in, the, in a horror movie is to scare you and make you uncomfortable. If that's, they, they nailed it. Because it is uncomfortable. He's like sitting in a, in a pool of blood going. <laughs> and it's really disgusting. Like the movie Ugh. is effectively, it gets under your skin in the right way for a horror movie. Like. I guess. Right. If 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 the function of a horror movie is to scare you and to like freak you out, yeah. Like it has elements of comedy, but like some of the stuff that Not is. Enough. No, and I think that that's it. Is maybe in the eighties the the weird rapey scene was supposed to be like a joke, but now to watch it, it's really uncomfortable and just gross. Yeah. Um, and the thing is. She gets a hand free, like, near the beginning. Yeah, because the guy doesn't do up her... You, you, you said yeah. she, he didn't even do it up properly, and yeah. she immediately gets that hand yeah. free. And, can, and then doesn't... She, yeah. she just proceeds to do fuck all with the free hand. She essentially pushes the head down her body. Yeah, she's like, no, and, like, basically puts her hand on it. Yeah. Like, poke his eyes out, smack it away. Right, like, exactly. Like, the body that's holding the head. Like, anything. anything. Do more is what I was screaming the entire yeah. scene. Yeah, I mean, the head, it's gross, but the head is basically a head with, a, like, nothing. So she could have just reached yeah. in and done, like... Smack it. Yeah, like, she took no Ugh. initiative, and she waited for Jeffrey Combs to come save her, who is, like... Not a hero type at all. He's sort of gross and scary and, and unsettling. Yeah. He definitely killed the cat in that movie. Like, 100%. Oh, yeah. What did he say? The cat got its head stuck in a jar and it suffocated? It got in the garbage and suffocated in a jar. <laughs> Whatever. What cat puts its head in a jar? Actually, lots of cats put their heads in jars. Yeah, uh, sorry to anybody who, who lost a, a cat that way. A cheer up Google search after. In a funny way, not in a sad, suffocating way. No. Just no. like, oh, Pickles got his head in the peanut butter jar. <laughs> Silly pickle. <laughs> anyway, that's later. Um, so yeah, it's it. The movie, you can sort of see where they're supposed to be jokes, like what parts are supposed to be funny, sometimes, so. but they don't really work. They're a little bit off. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is you you mentioned that there's no real rules in the world. No. Okay. Because this severed head is struggling to breathe when it yeah. has no lungs. Yeah. Uh, struggling to talk when it has no vocal cords and just like then then there's like it's still connected to its body in a mind control kind of way but and then all of the other zombies where, yeah but then there's parts where like its body is part of itself and he's controlling it to do other things and then there's parts where it's like uh you the door's over there yeah he like orders it around yeah and, but then sometimes it seems like he's in control. Yeah. And it's it's not consistent. And no, like, it's frustrating. Enough of that I would write off as like, H.P. Lovecraft wrote about weird stuff. But you're right. Like, to a point, it's like, okay, but why is any of this happening? And I don't yeah. need it to be, like, broken down scientifically. No, but, but it needs to be consistent. Yeah. Like, you can have him order his body around or be in control, mm -hmm. but not both. Like, that doesn't really make any sense. Like, yeah. sometimes he gets his body to pick him up so that he can, like, see better. Yeah. 
But if he is making his body turn the light on and walk around, then he can obviously see everything. Yeah. So it doesn't, yeah, it and doesn't work. And how did he get from the house to the school? Without <laughs> being is... seen, walking down the street in a trench coat, carrying a metal pan with a head in it. Yeah, someone's going to notice. And even if you think it's a Halloween costume, you get close enough and you're like, okay, I'm going to go all the way over here yeah. and also call the police. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the the I will say that the effects are pretty good. Like, the, the gore. Yeah. Except for his body, like, you can sort of see where they've built up. Yeah, his shoulders his are shoulders. too broad. And yeah, all of a sudden he's like enormous. And, yeah, yeah, but it it's pretty effective all in all. Like the the way that everything looks, even the, the gross thing at the end where the intestine shoots out of Ugh. the the what body. Was that, about? <laughs> that was overdose. <Cthulhu. laughs> yeah, so our our hero doctor decides that he's going to overdose uh, Doctor Hall's body, <sighs> and as a result, all of his internal organs and bones come to life. Yeah, because like he basically just explodes and yeah. And everything comes at him and attacks him. And you it's see... It's like a snake. His, like, his large intestine is like a snake. And yeah. it wraps itself around him and starts strangling him. And the weirdest thing, I thought, was that you could see a light. Like, when it's sort of cut, and you can see there's, like, a light coming from the body. Oh, really? And he's getting pulled toward it, and then, like, the toxic smoke is coming. And that is what made me think... Because in H.P. Lovecraft stories, as I understand, there's, like, the uh, the beyond, or, like, the abyss, or, like, this other dimension that all of these monsters come from. Oh. Like, Cthulhu lives in this other dimension, and so my inclination was that that's where he was going. Oh. But, again, I haven't read H.P. Lovecraft. I just sort of know that he was, hmm. wrote weird stuff and was an anti-Semite. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's a bit more of an uncomfortable thing. Um, but yeah, so I thought that maybe was what was going on. Like, he gave him so much reagent that he opened the portal to hell or something. Gross. But yeah, the movie's gross. It feels like it's sleazy. There's some really sleazy moments. Yeah. That was the other thing. The, like, the throwback to the 20s was the two main characters, I guess. The the hero, the weirdo yeah. doctor, and then Dr. Hall. They had that... They were speaking in a way, like I mentioned, they, they should have been speaking in that continental accent. Yeah, the way that he yells at him about not being a real scientist, it's, yeah. no one speaks like that. Every, no. No, every other character in the movie feels like they're from the 80s. Yeah. But yeah, Hall and, and West, they, they speak like they're from the 1920s. Yeah. And I'm sure it was dialogue, like, right out of the story that they, like, plopped Probably. in. But it feels really out of place. Yeah. It's like when they do... Like, I'm not a fan of modern Shakespeare where they, they do, like, Hamlet set in, like, a city and then use all the old English. Yeah. Like, you can tell the same story mm-hmm. and rework the dialogue. It's just disjointed. Yeah. And it doesn't really work. No, it doesn't work at all. Um, what was your favorite part of Reanimator? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I I personally enjoyed the most of the scenes with the talking head. I thought that it was kind of funny. I didn't enjoy obviously the the one that made us both pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Um I enjoyed the scene with the cat. No. When when uh, Dan comes downstairs and the cat is on his back and no. he's like running around like that obviously that's a joke that scene. Yeah. Like, the cat looks ridiculous uh in the swinging light. Yeah, and it's like Mah! like it's it's a really bizarre Especially with, like, the tone of some of the things that happen later. It's a really weird, out-of-place scene. And if you didn't know, 
you could almost be like, okay, this movie's gonna be like goofy, but then then Doctor Hall like molests Megan, and you're like, oh, okay, this is that movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, a podcast that I like, we hate movies. They talk about how, uh, like rape and molestation and like child abuse and that kind of th- those kinds of things in movies are are really spicy spice for a movie like that's a hot spice and if you're gonna put that spice in you can't be putting other spices into the movie it has to be about that now Hmm. and that was something that it's something that i've been sort of picking up on now whenever all of a sudden someone's a child molester and you're like okay but now it has to be about that you can't be like offhand Hmm. or you can't have super uncomfortable rape scene and then be like overdose <laughs> like yeah it's it's really totally weird in the movie and again maybe it's supposed to be funny but it, not it's funny super gross um what was your least favorite part of the movie most of the end yeah i did not care for the I end i wanted uh guy to make it i i'm not sure but i think he might be in the second one okay uh, I know the sequel is called Bride of Reanimator. Ugh. <laughs> That's but like I have not seen it. Putting it in your face, the whole Frankenstein. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there's, yeah, like the elements are there and you can pick it up if you watch it. But yeah, to, do, to call the sequel Bride of Reanimator is a bit, a bit bizarre. Um, yeah, I didn't care for the ending uh, when he makes the decision to reanimate her. Like he's seen what it does. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. It sucks that she got killed by a weird face wound zombie or whatever, yeah. but like, let it go and call it a day. <laughs> so you did not particularly care for this movie. No. Now, do you feel it like was... it was a bad movie or that it was a movie that made like... It's so out of its time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they should have just not made it a movie. <laughs> 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 I just called it a day. They it's been just... 60 some odd years. It's yeah. too late. Well, Let's the... not do it. The thing too, H.P. Lovecraft stories are notoriously difficult to make into movies. Because of the like the things that he kind of deals with. Like there's a, f- a few other ones and they're they're fine, but they're not they're never what you kind of want them to be. That's like response that I see from a lot of H.P. Lovecraft stuff is that it's really hard to yeah. put it into film. And I mean, I wouldn't say it was a bad movie. It's effectively gross. It's it's scary. It's sleazy. It's an 80s movie. It definitely doesn't make any sense near the end. Mm-hmm. Like when he suddenly has mind control over all the zombies in the room. Like they all die because he dies. Oh, that was... Except for the two that get out of the... Obnoxious. Yeah, it gets a little uh, conf- like confused. Yeah. Well, like, the one intentionally is, like, screwing with the power box and, like, pulling wires and starting a fire. Yeah. What was that about? Yeah, it doesn't... Again, there's no consistency in the rules of your yeah. of your world. And you can make it crazy, but, yeah, a little consistency would be... ground rules. Yeah, just a couple of ground rules. Yeah. So, would you like to know some fun facts about, um, about the movie? I don't know. I'll tell you the ones that look like the most fun. Okay. The first one that I saw is that um, the special effects department went through 25 gallons of fake blood during the shoot. 
gross. And it does seem like all of the zombies are bleeding constantly. Like, oh, that was the other thing. Yeah. They're so gross. Like, it didn't matter how they died. When they get reanimated, they just ooze blood at the mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone. It seems like that's the side effect of being reanimated is blood comes out of your mouth. Your internal organs liquefy. <laughs> yeah, or like at the beginning, the first guy, Dr. Um, the doc, the German doctor yeah. at the beginning, his eyes exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Did he overdose too? I don't like know. It, it yeah, it's very inconsistent. And maybe it's because it's a movie from the 80s and people who made it had no money and they went, "Oh, we'll just whatever. No one cares. We'll just douse it in blood and it'll be fine." Yeah, whatever. And I mean that that's a really unfortunate attitude that I see even now in horror movies. It's this like, "Yeah, whatever. Like they'll watch it, who cares?" And I don't know if that's what happened. I know Stuart Gordon directed um and he he's kind of a, a schlock master. If, I, if I'm remembering him correctly, let's see if I can find him. A what? Schlock master. Like, he's known for, like, schlocky horror like this. This would oh. be, like, a schlocky horror movie. Um, yeah, so he did, yeah, From Beyond, which is another H.P. Lovecraft story. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I hate that movie. It all makes sense. <laughs> I think it's because I hate that guy's face. Um, uh, oh, what's the his name? The main guy. Oh my god, uh, Rick Moranis. That's his name. Don't like his face. Um, he's also responsible for Castle Freak, which is terrible. Yeah, he's he does some pretty like schlocky, dumb movies. Dolls is another one. Um, yeah, none of his are my favorite. Like this wouldn't even this wouldn't be one of my favorite horror movies. But it's I mean, if you're someone who wants, you know, blood and guts and gross, then you're gonna get it from from this, I guess. Um, this is a nice one. So David Gale, who played Dr. Hill, mm-hmm. was made to shave his head and wear a toupee as this I knew was it. found. I said it. Oh yeah, it was super toupee. It looks like it was going to reanimate. Like I <laughs> that would have been actually kind of a funny joke right there, is if when they reanimate him, his his toupee also comes to life and like Ew. runs. Like that would have been a joke and I would have been like, Okay, <laughs> that's, that's kinda gross and stupid but funny. Um so uh, this was found in, to be in keeping with Dr. Hill's character. So he actually had hair, and they made him shave his head and wear a toupee for the character. Because the character had a toupee. Okay. Um, so the, in the DVD commentary, it, it was revealed that it was also necessary for budgetary reasons, as there was no money available to match Gail's hair on a prosthetic head prop. <laughs> so, so they, they just had, took the yeah. wig and put it on the... <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is really funny. Um, that's... Okay. The theme song was driving me insane yeah. because it sounds like something's up with Jack from Nightmare, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. So, according to this, the opening theme borrows heavily from the Alfred Hitchcock movie Psycho uh, for the opening theme for that, and that comes later on our list actually. So mm-hmm. we're gonna hear it again. Yeah, I've seen that one, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, so that's why it's it's one of those. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes much more sense. Um, <laughs> so. Let's see here if we can find one more. Oh, uh, the opening credit sequence pays visual homage to Saul Bass's work with Hitchcock's Vertigo. So there's like lots of Hitchcock Did references. That's what it says. Did it though? <laughs> well, these are um, these are IMDb trivia. And I love those opening credits, and that doesn't really. It's not what it. Um, no. Didn't remind you of that I. Don't think I've seen Vertigo, so I what? I don't know. Is it on the list? No. <gasps> we have to watch it. Yeah, we'll add it to the other list that I'm slowly building in my brain of 52 other movies that we have to watch. <laughs> um, okay, so 
Okay, here. So uh, the film loosely adapts the first half of Lovecraft's original story, including Herbert and Dan, who is unnamed in the story, meeting in medical school, Dean Halsey's death, and reanimation and decapitation of an authority figure. Um, so Dr. Hill in the film is Major... Oh, so in the in the story, Dr. Hill's name is Major Sir Eric Moreland Clapham Lee. So I'm oh. glad that they shortened that up. That's probably better. Uh, the next film, Bride of the Reanimator, loosely adapts the second half of Lovecraft's story. So it's, uh, so I guess it doesn't end how this movie ended and would have continued on with Bride of. Okay. Yeah. So that's something. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. Some some spo- Oh, I don't like that. Do I want to know? Um, maybe, maybe not. Aww. Uh, I don't. It doesn't say. That, okay, so here, this is... Oh! You read it, so I might as well say it. So, in the movie, an actual dead cat was used for the scene with Rufus in the fridge. I don't think that they killed the cat for the movie. I know you're not allowed to do that even in the 80s anymore, so... Hooray! At least, though, they did, it doesn't say that they used a real one for the later scenes with Rufus, because that would have been worse. Guess so. I feel like that would have been substantially worse. Gross. Um, that makes me sad. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Um, sorry, just to jump back. That's okay. Speak on that homage to Vertigo. Yeah. Another movie that did that was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and their opening credits. Yep. Much more effective. Yes, and a, I would say a less disgusting movie. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me like this less. Really? The the homages yeah. that it pays makes like. you like the movie less? No. Huh, nice right. try, but no. <clears throat> I'm not falling for that shit. No. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what, so, oh, I don't have the list up. I'm, I blew it. Um, so I'm just going to bring up the list and tell you what um, Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie. I'm going to get to our ratings part of the show. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to take a guess and say it's in the high 90s. Yeah, you think so? Well, everything has been so far. Well, yeah, and I think that um, that's going to be... The rest of the movies on the list are in the high 90s, I yeah. think. Um, so we can pretty much expect that, I think. Um, but let's just see how high... I'll cut all these awkward silences and me saying that. So, on Rotten Tomatoes... Um, which is where the list is that we've been using for this, it gives it a 94%. Um, one thing I haven't been looking at is the audience score. So that's the ratings from people who aren't movie critics. Yeah. They give it 82%. What do you give Reanimator? I want to say like around 30. Wow. I you really, don't, really like don't like the movie. No. So, okay. Why, why do you like it so little? Ugh, it's too gross. Yeah. Really unsettling. Mm -hmm. Unnecessarily so. Okay. The whole idea of there being the love interest in this was just not necessary. Did not play a part in the movie. Yeah, she didn't add anything Stupid. other than stakes for the male characters, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it was yeah. gross. It was all just very disjointed. Like, you're saying there's no rules yeah. with what's happening. It's out of its time. Yeah. It shouldn't have been made. <laughs> you know, I thought when you first came up with this idea for this podcast to have it be called the love hate podcast i yeah. was like oh that's a little harsh i don't hate horror movies yeah. but you know i'm gonna go out on limb and say i hate this one wow so for the first time wow episode eight 
episode hate. Yeah, I guess it is. It's the first one that you've genuinely like you really don't hated. Like yeah. Um, I'm going to side with the audience on this one, not the critics. I'm going to say about 80%. I, um, I, I really love cheesy 80s gore. It wasn't cheesy enough. Uh, yeah to be cheesy i guess there's just something about it that this kind of movie that has this like charm for me it's definitely not the like masterpiece like 52 best horror movies of all time no i can think of like 10 or 11 movies that i would have put in its place that are just as gross or gorier than this and not as like uncomfortable um it's effectively creepy the acting is fine like, no one does a oh, bad yeah, job in the movie. Fine. Yeah, that's where their 30% comes from, is sure. performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. performance and uh, music score. Yeah, the score's good, it's, yeah. even if it is ripping off Psycho in a big way. Um, we'll have to listen to that soundtrack yeah. after and that's, see what it's that's like. It's debatable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd give it around 80, 82. Um, it's a movie that I like, but it's not, it's not one of the best of all time, certainly. Um, yeah. So I still don't have the actual list up, so I don't remember what the next movie is. Um, so it's going to be a surprise. Um, what are you looking for? My notebook. Oh, your notebook. has You have it written down. Computers have failed. Which number was this? Was this number 45? 45. 45. All right. So what is number 44? Carrie. Carrie. That, what year is that? 1977? Uh, you wrote it all down. 1976. Oh, so close. Uh, okay, so Carrie, that's the, the one with Sissy Spacek and not the one with... Is it Hit Girl? Is she in the new the remake, I think? Gross. There's a remake? Yeah, it was bad. Really bad. Except for the scene at the end. The scene at the end is amazing. The oh. rest of the movie is terrible. Side yeah. note. Yes. Speaking of remakes. Yes. One of the greatest movies of all time. Yes. Point Break. Yes. The remake. Some children in my store today. Oh no. We're talking about how they're going to see a movie. No. Oh, what movie are you going to see? It's this new one. It's called like Point Breaker or something. <laughs> it's about it's about like athletic criminals who they're like surfer they're like criminals, but they're really athletic. And then they like rob a bank and then oh. they go then they go like skydiving. It's it's gonna be really good. That's and they didn't know. That it was a remake. I, okay, it's it funny. It hurts my heart. I had that a very similar conversation with my younger brother, who is, is 14, and he didn't know that it was a remake either, and I said, don't watch the new one. Watch the old watch one. Watch the old one and be done with it. The real one. Yeah. Listen, anyone listening to this who's thinking about seeing the new Point Break movie, because you haven't seen the original or didn't know there was an original, don't go see this new Point Break movie. No. Watch the old one. It's got Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. Glorious gods of... I mean, you literally don't have to say anything else yeah. because it's Patrick it's Swayze 80s. and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it's beautiful. Real 80s movies. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie, <laughs> and I recommend it. That breaks my heart a little bit that like there are remakes that are coming out that that people like younger aren't gonna know are remakes. Carrie, then, there's probably kids that don't know that there's an old Carrie. I don't know. I feel like Carrie's a little bit more iconic than the original Point Break. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, referenced all the time. Yeah, but so is Point Break, I feel like. Like, even know. in, like, um, Hot Fuzz and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> Breaks my heart. The next one is going to be Top Gun or something. That'll be the next Aww. remake. Mark my words. 
Top Gun will be the next remake that hasn't been announced yet. Oh, I'm sure. (sighs) On that note. On that very depressing note. um, Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Have a good night. And if you want to watch Reanimator, watch it. Oh, you know what we didn't do is rank it. Where do you put Reanimator on your list of eight movies? You know, I was thinking about it as we were watching it. And I was going to say above... I'm using this one to base everything. Suspiria is the bottom of your list. Suspiria. Okay. But you know what? You like Suspiria more than this. I'm going to say yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the bottom of your list, so I guess it's easier to, like, make that distinction. But, see, I love this more than Suspiria because this at least takes itself, doesn't take itself nearly as seriously as Suspiria does. Yeah. And I was not bored. During this? or Yeah. It's not boring, and that's the other thing, is if, if they remade reanimator today it would be so serious so you'd probably have that same scene with the head except it would be shot like gritty and it would make you more uncomfortable i don't think that's possible i think they would do it somehow it would be more vulgar and more like they would it would just be more like the remake of nightmare on elm street they they talk really heavily about what that Freddy was a child molester. Oh yeah. That that like they really play up the the sexual assault aspect and it makes it gross. Hmm. Like in the movie, you kind of figure because yeah. he's a child murderer, but they don't say it, mm-hmm. so you don't have that like. It's not like thrown in your face. The a remake of Reanimator, they'd throw it in your face, mm-hmm. and it would be grosser. At least this doesn't take itself seriously. Suspiria is like, do you like my horror art that I've made you? It's beautiful, isn't it? This movie's like, yeah, this guy's a head for most of the movie. We don't have any money, yeah, so we shaved his head. But that one was like, it's witchcraft. Yeah. Anything goes. Which yeah. I can get on board with. Yeah, that's the thing. If they had set up anything goes, fine. Yeah. But they didn't, and but it's no, just it's like... it's science. They and made no, it up as they went along. Nothing goes. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Um, I certainly would rate this higher on the list than Suspiria. Um, not, yeah, it's not the top of my list, but it's not the bottom. It kind of floats around in the middle somewhere. Okay. I know. It's fine. Okay. It's definitely... I agree with the uh, parts that made you uncomfortable, though. They're gross. Yeah. yeah. They... I... Yeah. It went on too long, and it went too far, and mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking gross. Yeah. So... Anyway. Um, yeah. Happy 2016 again, everybody, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Sorry for the swearing. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry for the swearing. You liked it. <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey guys, this is Brendan with a little update. I After we stopped recording, I went and checked out the Psycho theme and the Reanimator theme. And yeah, I, I think Borrowed Heavily is just a nice way of saying Stole Completely because they're essentially identical songs. Uh, it's pretty, pretty bizarre and baffling. Maybe I'll throw up both versions on the Facebook page. Um, which reminds me, we have a Facebook page, so facebook.com slash podcast, or just look us up and like us. That would be awesome.